Hey everybody, this is Kim Blackwell and Louis Extravaganza and this is Work, Work, the podcast. Voices for the voices that go unheard. Hey everybody, this is Louis Extravaganza and welcome to another episode of Work, the podcast. I'm actually flying this episode solo. Kim is not with me today as she is at home quarantining and taking care of her beautiful daughter. I, on the other hand, escaped in the very early morning light and I jumped into my car and I drove to Palm Springs. Now, the reason why I drove to Palm Springs is to visit two wonderful people who are doing really, really wonderful things in this time of calamity. I am at 849 Restaurant and I'm here with John Pascoe and Willie Ryan, two guys who are not only amazing and co-owners of this beautiful restaurant, but are doing wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things with giving back to the community and feeding our heroes on the front line. So this is an episode of Heroes Helping Heroes. I want to welcome John and Willie to the show. Hey, guys. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for accommodating me. Thank you for socially distancing yourselves from uh, each other and from me. Guys, this is an empty restaurant and it's just me and my producer and Willie and John. We're taking great steps to be safe. So please don't think this is some frivolous interview because... What we want to do here is really highlight and spotlight the work that these two gentlemen are doing. Now, this restaurant is so beautiful. It used to be an old post office back in the 50s, right? Back in uh, the 50s, yes. It was originally a post office. Then it became a carpet store for many, many years. Uh, And then most recently, a design showroom. And before that, it was actually uh, the first time I ever walked through the building. It was a consignment store. And literally every inch of the space had some amazing, amazing antiques and some really wonderful things. By the the way, thank you for driving all the way down from (laughs) Los Angeles to get here. It was very cloak and dagger. What made you guys decide on this building in particular? I think it was just a fluke. We were looking at spaces, and uh, the or the real estate agent that we were working with, uh, Rob, he, it, we were looking at smaller spaces, n- nothing even remotely this size. And he said the only, uh, and we 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 were really was liking anything we were seeing. And he says, God, the only other thing is this space came for. Uh, available yesterday but it might be too big for you guys and he said the address and Willie was like that's one of my favorite buildings and I was like that's one of my favorite buildings and he's like but it's you know twice as big as what you guys were looking for and we were like let's go look it has such a mid-century modern vibration on the on the exterior do you agree well, it's funny because you can you can research it and see the building from the 50s when it was the post office, and there's very little change other than the, the windows that were put in in the front, but the building and the structure is pretty much the same, and like it's such a great piece of architecture that was built in the 50s that is still relevant and current today. Like It still fits right there where it's yeah, in. It is so, so beautiful. Was that the inspiration for the decor and by the way you guys i know you can't see the restaurant but the restaurant is mostly white 
furniture, walls with all these fantastic pink highlights. And I mean, it's just so beautiful to kind of sit here and enjoy a dinner. Was that the inspiration for you guys when you walked in? When, uh, actually about a year before we opened the restaurant, um, my partner and I, Albert, walked through one Sunday afternoon and I remember saying to Albert that this would be an incredible restaurant. We're sitting right now in what we call the, the main corridor, the main dining room, but off to each side are private rooms. Uh, and John's absolutely correct. When we started looking at restaurants, we were looking at spaces that were actually smaller than our lounge. So this is it's more than three times the size of what we had originally planned. One of my favorite restaurants in the world is a restaur restaurant in uh, Puerto Vallarta called La Leche. Ooh. And that space is all white. So again, I, I've, I've been in the restaurant business for some time and I've taken things from uh, restaurants that I've worked at, restaurants that I've been to, just different things that I've liked and sort of we've encompassed everything into this one space. Both John and I loved the aspect of having a white restaurant, but we didn't want an all white restaurant. So we needed to come up with uh, pops of color. And as you mentioned, uh, pink is the color that we chose. But that was just chosen FYI because way before even the thought of the, of the restaurant is Willie bought a table and six dining chairs. And for no reason, FYI, other than one day, if I have a restaurant, this could go in it. And the chairs, which were in excellent condition, were covered in pink magenta fabric. John is reminding me that that was also on a Sunday. So I'm beginning to think that maybe Sunday is our day. Maybe we're going to get our PPP money tomorrow. Man, let's yeah, let, let's um, hope so. Let's hope yeah, let's so. So literally that, segue to, I don't know how long it was, a year or two years later, Willie just had this table and chairs in his garage. And we start this. And truly, the pink is born out of those pink chairs. I love it. Of the table and chairs that really started the whole concept of, and also like to our, you know, credit, like Willie and I pretty much agreed on like every piece of furniture in here when we were shopping it out and stuff, we would be like, just, I would see something. I'd take a picture of it, text it to Willie. Willie would say, no, that's not good. And I, then I text him, yeah, that's good. Let's get that. And he would do the same. He would text it. And we literally spent what, six, eight months just hand picking Every, we handpicked everything. No one did anything. We hand, it. Willie and I handpicked every chair, every table, everything. And, uh, you know, we would just get it, bring it in, strip it, paint it. I love it because it is eclectic, but because it's all, most of the furniture is all white, it lends to this, neutral, you know, neutral, neutrality of it. So that way it's not like, oh God, why is this chair sitting next to this chair? Or that doesn't go together. It's just, it lends to this beautiful, beautiful, neutral palette that just, that just works. Now you've opened in 2015, September around there? Yep. September 15th. How has it been going? Well, I this saw the line when it, <laughs> up the until, grand opening had up a until, huge ass line. Up until March 17th. Thank you. <laughs> 2020. It, it was, was going well until. <laughs> and this was actually going to be our busiest year. March was supposed to be our busiest month. It would, it, we, we have a huge success story. Right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. We have a huge success story. Well, you also brought 
a cachet to this restaurant, Willie, because you have been uh, a restaurateur for a while in this town. You, you know, ran Lulu's, which is a really popular restaurant. And then, you know, you came and you opened this uh, restaurant as well. He actually started at a restaurant, La Valerice, which is one of the top, like, beautiful restaurants in the desert. So here you are having this wonderful run with this beautiful, beautiful restaurant. And then this outbreak starts to formulate in the news. And at first, it's you know, unfortunate because it's happening way overseas, it's happening somewhere else, it's happening to somebody else. At what point do you guys realize that this might affect your business? We began to, probably in the first part of March, we began to get cancellations on parties in the restaurant and off-site catering. Um, we had planned uh, several large events for uh, Larry Ellison for uh, his tennis tournament, B the BPA. We had several events planned in mid-March for that, and they were canceled. So slowly we, getting, we started to get more cancellations and more cancellations till it looked like almost all of the large events in March were gone. I didn't imagine that it would start to affect us here in the restaurant. Again, this is in the beginning of March. So by mid-March, we saw that people were starting to shut down cities and starting to uh, enforce stay-at-home orders. And again, I thought that it might just be a month at the very most. Um, and we, 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 we talked about it and figured we, we'll be okay for a month. I mean, obviously, it's a huge hurt. Uh, so uh, again, it just everything just sort of happens slowly, and all of a sudden you just realize you wake up and realize, wow, the city has come to a stop. Nothing is happening. And then actually, what a lot of those events in March were pushed to October, and then I started to get emails saying, okay, we need to move it from October to February or March of next year. So it, it's an ongoing process. It's it's an ongoing fear it's an ongoing challenge we don't really know the longer we're in this process we don't know when it's going to end mm. and when it's going to get better so those events that pushed it back to october are now pushing it back even further yes and have some of those events even said to you you know what we're just we're not going to be able to do it this year. yeah a lot a lot of just cancellations Again, March was supposed to be our busiest month. We're a relatively new restaurant. Right. Anyone that knows it takes a while to open up a restaurant. Yeah, John and I have made very little money over the last five years. We've paid off a tremendous amount of debt, etc. Um, so this was our year. This was the year that we were going to... John and I are both supposed to see be on vacation right now. <laughs> we were going to see the fruits of our labor. I don't remember. And it was really going to be March and April. Yeah. Like March and April yeah. was going to be our payoff. Truly, March was going to be our biggest month we've ever had in five years. And there was a day, and that day was March 28th, which was going to be our biggest day in the history of the five years we were open. Be and it was like a knife when that I, I and it happened like Willie was like oh one of the events on the 28th cancel oh another event on the 28th cancel three days later oh because we had like five or six events on the 28th plus completely sold out restaurant right. and that was we were like 
that was our biggest day ever and now it's gone and that's when it kind of became the reality like our biggest month our biggest day our payoff of five years of blood sweat and tears like gone yeah because anybody knows that listen but listen like we're talking about just willie and i here being affected right right but we have 65 plus employees that were gone in one day one day they're out of a job Wow. With families, with kids, like one day they're just gone out of, like people, you, you know, this is the thing you take for granted. You see these people every single day of your life for five years, every day. And you br- like, you're build like these the, relationships. And now, haven't seen them in six, seven months. I'm like, Ugh. I'm missing these people that some, I, you know, like, like, I couldn't tell you one thing about them other than like we sit and chat, like right. here, you know, like on a break or whatever, but... Right. It's crazy, like, how that just changed, like, in a day like that. Such a domino effect that you don't have any control over, right? It's so... It's the true meaning of powerlessness. It's <laughs> the true meaning of powerlessness. Obviously, the restaurant is not open, but you guys are doing curbside pickups and all that good stuff, huh? Yes. Takeout. How has that been going? It's good. Um, so again, we, we had to make a decision. Did we want to stay open? Did we want to close? Right. Most restaurants have closed. We have, um, John mentioned that it was 65 plus people that we had to furlough. There's about 10 people that for one reason or another were not able to get unemployment. So we decided that uh, we wanted to stay open, A, to help them, B, to still have a presence in the community. I I feel for a lot of restaurants that have closed and shut down for months, nobody hears anything about them, and hopefully when they come back, they're going to be okay. But we wanted to keep a presence. We wanted to keep people working. We wanted to keep our management team working. Um, And we wanted to keep John and I busy also. Uh, Neither one of us would do well sitting at home all day long. So, Has um, that transition been hard? Takeout? Yes. Yes. We're order takers. That's <laughs> it. There's orders. no hospitality. And, and right. A, well, he, I mean, a little bit, but there were, again, the, the quality of the food is the same. We, we tried to step that up a little bit because the, the staff is very small. So actually, a short time after we were open for a while, we had a, a, a meeting with the staff and let them know we expected a little bit more. We expected them. This is an opportunity to learn and grow and improve. So we're doing that process here in the restaurant also. And but you know, the, the, the hard part also would be like going from, you know, for those that have been here, you know, we're, you know, we're a very like casual fine dining restaurant. Yes. And now we're walking food out in containers to a car as takeout. Right. Which, uh, by the way, everybody, the burgers here are out of control. It's definitely not a Wendy's or a Burger King or a McDonald's. And don't get me wrong, those selections are fine. But the burgers here are out of control. I live. They anyway. 100% correct. They <laughs> are one of the best burgers in town. They really well, are. They're yeah, amazing. And they're so, they're so yeah. popular. And every time I'm, I talk to anybody and say, oh, have you been to, you know, Willie and John's restaurant? They're like, yeah. Have you tasted their burgers? Yeah, they're out of control. Like, it's amazing. Uh, well, because the secret of that is filet. Come on now, filet. Beef tenderloin. Speaking out about up. burgers and menus, the menu had to change, though, because you are, I mean, you say casual fine dining, but, I mean, in that, in that phrase is fine dining. So 
Yeah, casual has, fine dining just means you can come into the restaurant dressed the way you are right now. Oh, wow. Are you suggesting <laughs> that Luis is casual? The, the sneakers are new. They're well, but I meant the baseball cap with the, with right. the sequined New York on oh, it. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how has the menu changed for your takeout stuff? Cause it, ha- it hasn't. We just oh, redu- really? Yeah, we just reduced it slightly. But all of your favorites are still on there. The burgers there hasn't changed a bit. In fact, it's probably better now. Uh, again, we've gone from serving 500 people on a Saturday night to, if we're lucky, 50 or 60. So you're getting, you're getting a little more attention than you would normally get. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about how you... Sex, baby. Yes. No, let's talk about how you're being a hero to heroes and how that came about. Now, you are feeding a lot of people on the front line, nurses, doctors, cops, firemen. How did that come about? Over 300 served this week. Look at that. How did that come about? So again, we we live in, uh, you've mentioned the word community. We live in a small village, and this is very much a community here. One of our clients who was, in fact, to have a party uh, April 29th, just a few few days ago. They had, uh, for the last three years, they've had a birthday party for their cat. So Wait, they're having a birthday party for Sylvester, a cat. Sylvester, yes. Welcome I to think Palm Springs, would... y'all. You think <laughs> you think LA is, you know, that that's that city? You know, you haven't been to Palm Springs, trust Un- me. Unfortunately, Sylvester passed a year ago. Oh no. So they skipped one year and they were about to have a party again in memory of Sylvester. The cat. The cat on the 29th. Anyway, it's two amazing guys, uh, Art and Jean. Art called me one day and said, hey, we want to come up with a way that we can help you and in turn you help other people. And it just so happened that week we had provided breakfast and lunch for uh, Desert AIDS Project. They were celebrating their uh, doctor's day and we did breakfast and lunch for them, which a couple of their board of directors paid for. So I I immediately called Eisenhower Medical Center and said, hey, can we provide lunches for your ER team? And uh, the CEO, Marty, suggested that we do the entire staff. Wow. Um, So... After a few days of discuss- discussing, that didn't work out. Um, that plan was, uh, it was going to be too complicated. So we ended up going back to Desert AIDS Project, and I, I talked with uh, Eisenhower again. I said, why don't we feed different departments and try and uh, take care of as many people as possible? Right. So it started with um, all of Eisenhower uh, Medical Center urgent care facilities, uh, Desert AIDS Project and um, a VIP Urgent Care Center in Palm Springs and uh, Palm Desert. The project uh, we affectionately called Good Deed Friday, uh, and it started on Good Friday. It grew very quickly. Um, we put it out on Facebook. We put it out on social media to thank Art and Will, Art and Jean for their contribution. We discounted. We basically the program is simple. It, it's a boxed lunch. We discounted our costs so that we can. We basically are covering our costs, right. if that. On right. on some days we right. do. Um, but again, the response from the community was amazing. We coined the phrase "people helping people." Absolutely. Um, That's the hashtag that we use. So we got more contributions, we added more locations, and we added more days. 
the board of directors from Desert AIDS Project decided that they wanted to provide lunch for their facility, which is about 40 lunches, uh, two, three times a week. We quickly added on the Desert Regional uh, Medical Center ER. And then um, recently we took care of the JFK Memorial Hospital ER. Food uh, items have become more difficult to get here at the right. restaurant. So we've been going to our local grocery store on a more regular basis. Uh, Albert, our pastry chef, and my partner uh, almost makes a daily visit to the local Albertsons. So he decided he wanted to provide lunch for them one day. Uh, so this, awesome. this past week, I, actually a friend of John's, uh, Jennifer, suggested that we take care of the police department. So we took lunch to 50 police officers on Wednesday. Which so, they could not have been more grateful. They were like beyond so generous and humbled. The whole entire Palm Springs Police Department were like, wow, this is really thoughtful. Yeah. So this past week, as John mentioned, we've served over 300 lunches. In total, the project went from being a one-day-a-week project to sometimes three, sometimes four days a week. Over the last three weeks, we've served over 1,000 lunches. This is amazing. And we I also love. have them uh, make a few extra because friends that are living on the streets walk by, we make sure they're taken care of. So it's all levels of giving back. It's all levels of caring. It's all levels of love and just helping out and being conscious of your fellows and how amazing that this kind of vibration has taken legs, has spread, and it's all from contributions, you know, outside of this restaurant. So it's not, I mean, it's literally heroes helping heroes who help heroes, you know, who help heroes. And it's such a great takeaway, especially in this time when things seem so dire, when things seem so you know, apocalyptic that this vibration, you know, grows out of that kind of theme. And I just love that you guys are at the forefront of pushing that along. How does that make you guys feel? I mean, I know it makes me feel so proud uh, to know, you know, that you guys are doing this and it warms my heart. How does it make you guys feel? Like, I don't think it's thought about, like, I don't think you sit around and you think about, oh, if I do this, this will come back to me or whatever. I, the, the beauty about Willie and I's partnership in this restaurant and stuff, we're so, sort of like always on the same plane as far as like service work, giving back, caring, being nice, all that kind of stuff. Um, so like none of it is premeditated. None of it is sat around and discussed about like, well, we're going to get this if we do this and stuff. It's just honestly like who we are and what we do and Lewis you know you and I have a long relationship and you know that you know you know like you know you're cut from the same cloth buddy like it's just none of it's premeditated it's just what we do it's just what we do the promotion or advertising that we do um on Facebook talks about uh the two guys that started the campaign um they were, they, I don't think they thought that we would take it to the next level and invite more people to contribute and support it. 
Right now, we have more than 80 people that have contributed. 849 is definitely not making any money out of this. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, in fact, it would, be, it would cost us much less to just close the door and stay home. But I wanted an opportunity to where we could invite as many people as possible in the community to help. Again, people helping people. It's not about what John and I are doing. It's not, it's not even about what 849 is doing. On each of the lunch bags, the, the name of the people that have contributed are on that bag. That's who gets the kudos. Um, there's nothing, nothing greater, nothing makes me sleep better at night knowing that we've done something good for the day. And at this time where we're, we're not even knowing how we're going to survive this, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know if we're going to ultimately be okay. We're still waiting for financial help. We haven't received any yet. We're still on our own. Um, but knowing that we're doing the best that we can and we have this distraction and this, this, this lunch project is keeping us busy, it's a nice feeling. And FYI, we're delivering the lunches, Willie and I. Like, we don't have people delivering the lunches. Right, Willie, it's not like this huge we, no, staff. Of, we are loading our cars and dropping it off right. at the emergency rooms, at the urgent cares, at the police stations, at the stuff. Now, because it's grown and we've added so much, and FYI, like, Willie is driving, like, 20 miles plus over here. Only because this has grown so big. This, this is the first week we've actually had to ask for help. But it wasn't hard because as a result of this, you have no idea how many messages and emails come in. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? People are really stepping up. And so this week we had to ask someone to drive you know, further away only just for people got their lunches on a timely manner. You know. That's, that's really the only reason. There was no way we could deliver here and then in Rancho Mirage and then in Cathedral City and in La Quinta and then Coachella and everybody get their lunches on time. Right. This is such the reason why I really wanted to speak to you guys and shine a light to not only you and your restaurant and what you guys are doing, but the effect that it has had on your community, your surroundings, and you know, this neighborhood, that it's not just, as you say, you guys putting out food and look at what we're doing, patting ourselves on the back, right? It's really more than that. It's community getting together, people helping people who help people, and the end result is this appreciation that someone has acknowledged what they're doing, how they're doing it, you know, this selfless work is what I think needs to be heard more of and, you know, discussed and, and applauded. Louis, we have literally seniors on fixed incomes that are dropping off checks here for like $200. Now, if that doesn't tug at your heart, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, what can I do? They see what's going on and they want to be a part of in some way. They're stuck in their houses. How can I help? You know, and they're literally like people on fixed incomes with nothing, dropping off $200 checks, $50 checks. Like, it's crazy. And then it goes all the way up to the the wealthy saying, I want to sponsor a whole hospital, you know? And it's so it's not just about one class. of It is everybody, man. And it that's is. what's really, really fascinating, that it isn't just one, quote-unquote, class of people 
donating, giving money. It's everybody doing it and banding together. Describe what it's like when you get to the hospital. I mean, how is it received? How do you how have the drop offs affected you and the process of it all? Again, uh, they're very, very, very appreciative. Um, the first couple of times, the, the, it, it's now it's just automatic. But with the first couple of times, the doctors would come out and say thank you, and uh, now they don't need to do that. It's just simply a, a drop off. Uh, however, having said that, yesterday the um, VIP urgent care facilities posted on social media that they, a picture of four of them standing outside the facility and sharing that they really appreciated the gesture. Eisenhower Medical Center put out a video recently uh, promoting all of the restaurants. Obviously, it's a huge hospital. They get lots of attention. They put out a video thanking all of the restaurateurs, all the restaurants, and all of the people that have helped them. So it's definitely appreciated in, in the community, without, without a doubt. That feeling must be so overwhelming. Was it... Was it that way? I mean, especially for the for the first time. I, I mean, my experience is like it's they're so gracious and so appreciative just that someone's thinking about them. They're sitting there caring for people from the time they walk in the door till the time they leave 12, 13, 14 hours. And all they're doing is giving back and caring and caring and caring. And for someone just to walk in and drop off lunches to them. Are you kidding? It's like a brick of gold to them oh yeah like just not the lunch just the thought the thought behind the it the thought yes. behind it you should see lewis how their faces light up and they like beam and they're like just like and i'm like y'all are the ones what are you talking about right. you guys are the ones like doing it they're like so gracious they literally stop and look and they go thank you so much thank you so much this is so meaningful at um Desert Regional Medical Center, we drop off right by the valet, pick up and drop off. And each once I realized that there was a valet guy there, we added on an extra lunch for him. Same at Desert Aids Project. There's two, uh, a couple at the check-in as you enter their building, and we added two extra lunches every time we go over there. So again, the people have been so appreciative. Um, just just seeing a smile on someone's face or seeing a smile, make, seeing their eyes light up. <laughs> seeing their cheeks yeah, go up. There you go. The you mask, you right? can tell. You can tell. It's also giving them a second of relief from like the intense, what they're dealing with too. You know, it's, I mean, I can't even imagine doing that you know we go visit a sick friend in the hospital you know for an hour can you imagine doing that hundreds of times yeah. a day like it's, it's just like an, it's like an oasis of just gratitude and you know it's a warm feeling it is a warm feeling what steps do you take at your restaurant in regards to keeping things sanitary and you know what's the process here well, everyone is wearing masks, every, every employee uh, washing hands on a regular basis, all, all of the counters, all of the terminals. Oh, I should mention that uh, one of those people that were kept on payroll has cleaned this restaurant from top to bottom. Every table, every chair, every light fixture, every, uh, the walls. He's been here for the last two weeks and that's all he's, he does for eight hours a day. Um, but as far as on a daily basis, the kitchen are wearing uh, one-use gloves. 
um, all of the countertops, any, anything that we're using, John's uh, white wipes down with sanitizer wipes very often. Very, uh, very, uh, very. <laughs> I saw John taking out the garbage today as I walked in. <laughs> exactly. There's, listen, there's, you know, there's not enough information about this to know what. Right. So some might say I'm overdoing it and some might say I'm underdoing it. But I, you know, we have our, uh, you know, we have our sanitary wipes that uh, we're very grateful to be getting. Uh, we, we were down. We were low. We were down. We couldn't get them. And our supplier literally just walked in with two cases of them this week. And, like, you would have thought someone handed us a million dollars because right. we got two cases of sanitary wipes. Uh, but it's important. Um, I don't know. Like I said, because there's not enough information. No one really knows. So, you know. Again, like if I have to wear a mask and I have to wear gloves and I have to wipe down the terminals eight times a day or whatever, you know, for another month or two just to keep this thing at bay and keep it from coming back, then I'm all in. Yeah, well, it's definitely an all-hands-on-deck situation. And we definitely don't know for sure when this is going to all be, quote-unquote, over. How do you think you're prepared for what's going to happen next again we need more information we're planning uh, a summer menu it's going to be a disposable menu we've bought uh, uh, masks with our logo on it for the staff when they return we're going to do white glove service um Ooh, i love that i can't wait we've we've both john and i the same day again john mentioned earlier we we think alike I bought uh, online some disinfectant or sorry sanitizer holders and come in and John tells me, oh, I just bought some sanitizer holders. <laughs> so, so we have uh, we have a lot of sanitizer holders <laughs> with sanitizer. There'll be one at every entrance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the machines that you put your hand under and the yeah. drops. The, yeah. yeah. So we're, so we're going to have those like when you come in the door, when you got, you know, in the bathrooms. Like there'll, there'll be almost one by every every other table. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, all, because we both on the same day. Was like, oh, Oh, you got them too. I did too. So again, as we as more information comes in, we're obviously going to follow the guidelines. We both want to make this uh, as smooth a, a reopening as possible. And also a big shout out to uh, Palm Springs and the City Council and the Mayor of Palm Springs for keeping us very, very well informed. Uh, if you do have a question, if we have a question for them, they have no problem whatsoever going directly to the governor's office and getting the answer. Uh, for it in like seconds so it's like really doing everything in their power to keep Palm Springs safe and healthy and informed uh, and so you know so far the information we're getting is like you know we might be able to open up in the next month month and a half or who knows they, they don't know yet but they're keeping us informed but we, the suggestion is have disposable menus so no one has to retouch them, you know? So we're, we, we get that, we get that information, we get to have that in the works. So we're ready to go when, we're, when it's ready to go. I, I would like to mention that um, we're certainly at an advantage here at 849, as opposed to some of our other restaurants in town. We have a lot of space. Um, we have a, a huge lounge that uh, social distancing is super easy. We have private dining rooms. Uh, you want a, a private room for four or eight or family members, uh, come on down. Um, we have a huge outdoor patio. 
again, I, I think people are going to be, once we're reopening, people are going to want to come out and more more diners, even though it's summer in Palm Springs, I think people might feel more comfortable eating outside. And we have a huge patio, so we're, we're ahead of the game on, on some of this already. I think that you guys are not only amazing, but I just love how in sync you guys are with each other, in sync and connected you guys are with the community. And I am just applauding your efforts. And I'm really proud to know that you guys are helping so many people. So people helping people helping people, which is the idea. And you guys are not grandstanders. You're not here out here looking for a pat on the back. You're not out here looking for that extra buck. You're here to truly, truly help and serve and be of service wherever possible. So I really, really want to thank you. And, you know, I just love it. Love you guys. So thank you so much for taking your time thank and you. being here and talking to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting us share our story. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lewis. <laughs> All right, guys. If they want to donate to you guys, that, is there a website they can go on to or drop, anything like that? Drop us an email, willie at 849.com, or go to our Facebook page. The information is right on top of the Facebook page. And again, we spell it out, E-I-G-H-T, the number 4-N-I-N-E.com. Fantastic. So, you guys, you can be a part of this movement you can be helpful to somebody else in need while supporting your local restaurant and your local community hit them up willie at a four nine dot com or go to their facebook page and help if you can i'm lewis extravaganza and this is work the podcast now don't forget guys we also have work the dance class which is currently on hiatus but I do look forward to voguing with you really, really soon. Log on to workdanceclass.com for future dates. Bye-bye, you guys.